Bachelor Life with Brent and Jeff. I don't trust this kid any further than I can throw him. All right, and this is The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Thanks for listening. I'm sitting across the table from Jeff. I'm Brent, and uh, we're here for another Altar Life episode tonight, talking about obedience unto the Lord. Finishing up our, uh, I guess not quite finishing up, almost there though. Yeah. We're at the almost reaching the finish line here on our Ephesian series, and uh, we're going to be starting chapter six this evening. So, if you have your Bible handy, you might want to read along. And Jeff, uh, just Ephesian series has been great. We we're just talking before the show how just how God has totally rocked our world here and just kind of opened up the scripture, opened up his word to us as we've been um, walking through this uh, Ephesians epistle. And uh, man, I've just been blessed extremely by uh, God showing up here in the altar life. Yeah, seriously. I mean, tonight we're going to be talking about um, when we are, you know, we previously talked about submitting and the roles of the husband and wife and the church itself, how we should all be, you know, working and, and putting another person before us. And that's what we're going to be talking about in, in the parent-child role and then also the employee-employer role, which a lot of us are like, oh, man, I don't want to hear about this. My boss is a jerk. Well, I thought we were going to talk about slavery. Oh. <laughs> it's not a civil rights show. No, not, no <laughs> abolitionists are going to be brought in. I think that word is awesome, by the way. Abolition. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good one. It's kind of like admonition, which we'll be reading tonight. Yeah. All right. And uh, we're going to get started with the verse that we all were forced to memorize when we were (laughs) kids because they're like, this is the one verse for kids. You need to memorize it. (laughs) Everything else is for parents. This one's for you, This was the Christian parent hammer right here. (laughs) This is like when they wanted to get you to obey, they brought the word. This is what they quoted. It's like etched in my mind. It's like the backsliders verse being, judge not, lest you be judged. This is like the parents' <laughs> verse for the kid that is like talking back. <laughs> it's uh, in verse one, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. It's right. <laughs> and I probably would I say that to my son, too. It's like, you have to obey me. I'm your father. <laughs> it's not, you know, that's not quite the reason. The reason is because God wants you to. And we're at, that's what we're going to be talking about is, is how God plays a factor in all of these things. Not just because there's a status quo that we need to keep. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. My dad never quoted that one to me. No, I know. <laughs> like, wait, whose responsibility is it? <laughs> Look, I, lo- I love this because he's breaking it down, right? He's, last week we talked about just how he broke down the husband and wife relationship and what that meant in the context of the church and Christ, which, man, if you missed that one, go back and listen to that um, on the web. That one was just sweet, man. Yeah. That was, And you can listen to it on www.thealterlife.com. Um but man, I, I was just blown away by the parallel there and just um, personally just got rocked by that. But now, you know, he's going into the family and God cares about the family, doesn't he? He cares about what goes on in the confines of our house, the four walls of our house and not just, you know, our married, husband and wife relationships, but he cares about how the dynamic between children and parents and there's an order. And I love the kingdom of God because he didn't have, leave anything for chance. There's an order to this yeah. stuff. There's a way that it works. And, you know, Dr. Phil might disagree. Uh, <laughs> Oprah might have her ideas, whatever. But there's an order 
Hillary Clinton might have an idea. It takes a village, right? But, yeah. <laughs> you know, there is a way that um, children and parents should coexist together. And there's an order. And obviously, I know all you junior high kids out there think you know everything. <laughs> this old fogey dad is <laughs> telling you, you don't. Yeah. Neither do dads, to be honest with yeah. you. Uh, we're making it up as we go, too. But, you know, I think God has an order. And, um, you know, when you read through this, it's not all about just doing doing things, you know, it says children obey your parents, but it goes right into honoring your father and your mother, you know, and honor is, is a higher calling. It's a higher calling than just do what I say. Yeah. You know, honoring is a heart condition. And I think that's really where, you know, that verse is misquoted in, in some regards. You know, we joke around about yeah. it, but, you know, it, it goes deeper than just the action. It goes into the heart. Yeah. I, I was just reading about the parable where, uh, Jesus says that the one son was asked to go do something and he said, okay. And then he ended up not doing it. And then the other son said, no, I'm not going to do it. But then he regretted that and came back. And Jesus said, which one did the will of the father? It's the one who actually did what he has, even though he was begrudging, you know, it's, it's not just like, oh, I'm going to grip my teeth and do what you say because you're my dad, but I don't want it. It's, it's beyond that. It's doing it from a heart that is willing. And that's what we're going to get up to next as children, you know, babies, infants, and and we hear that terminology in scripture, you know, about being babes that are desiring the pure milk of the word. And there's something to be said for that in our spiritual life, uh, as opposed to in just the the regular world where you have kids and, and toddlers and poopy diapers and all that stuff. You know, there's a parallel there of spiritual growth and physical, emotional, mental growth. And, uh, it's a, a delicate balance, especially in the Christian household, to find ways to implement godly behavior in what is otherwise a sinful being from the womb, you know? And uh, you don't realize it as much when you don't have kids about how wicked we really are in our nature because you don't, you know, you're like, oh, I, I think about things and I realize that something's wrong, but. You, have, you can have the sweetest little child and they just, when they want what they want, it's just, it doesn't matter. They're willing to do anything to get it. Even if it's like beating people <laughs> up or screaming at the top of their lungs. And we as adults think we're beyond that, but let's, let's be honest. Like we, if we could get away with that, that's how we would act too. <laughs> you know, if we wanted something that bad, we would just stomp our feet and scream until we got it. I look at my but kids and I work. always, I always think like, you're just like me, except for I've learned how not to show that Yeah, <laughs> because it's not socially acceptable. <laughs> so being coming an adult is just how to hide it better. Yeah, I think you just instead <laughs> write snarky comments on Facebook. <laughs> you know, that, that's yes. the adult way to get rid of like your temperature. I'll get you in my status. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Thumbs down. Hey, just in case you knew, people, when you do this, it's not nice. You know, people get there like, oh, who is this directed out? Yeah, <laughs> who is this directed at? Oh, nobody. I was just, it was just a random thought. Oh, yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, like my, my, I have two boys and they're close in age and they just now at this point now they're just hitting each other when they don't like each other. Yeah. It's like, yeah. back, yeah. ah, <laughs> back, ah. You know, we just do that in our heads. We just don't... <laughs> Yeah. We know we're going to get in trouble if we punch the guy next to us at work, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know. Ours is more uh, plotted out. Yeah. We're like, well, let's, set, let's set a trap for this guy to end up getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> we're more intelligent with our And then you act like the count. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, talking about children and fathers, children and parents. You know, I love this, this part of the verse. He says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise. 
that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And I, I love the, that promise. My, you know, I would read that and go, does that mean if I obey my mom, I'm going to be old before I die? <laughs> you know, and I think, you know, I think he promises, you know, he promises that it, it seems that way, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but and I think, you know, it goes beyond just, you know, like, like we were saying before, it goes beyond just doing things. There's a heart condition to it. And I think, you know, it ultimately goes back to being able to submit because I think, you know, as you start learning as a kid how to like do things even though you don't want to and it's like really being able to bend the knee of your will, yeah. right? Like, I want to go do this so bad but my parents said I can't, Rah, I'm going to obey <laughs> versus, you know what, that's cool. I'm going to take the, I'm going to bow the knee to my mom who might know something more than me and I'm actually going to go ahead and submit to that and I'm going to honor her role as my mom um, and and obey. And I think... That heart condition is actually what the Lord's talking about here, because I think it's out of that heart that the Lord can actually do more things with you, even through your old age, right? He can lead you and guide you and move you to the point where, you know, you're always in his will and you're protected, right? Yeah. And I think that's a it's a cool way of looking at that verse. Um, and like I said, you know, we've said this a lot on the altar life, you know, this stuff that we go through, the word of God. It's always more than just the surface, right? It's yeah. always more than just how your arms move, how your legs move. You know, it's always more about your actions. It's it's always about your heart. It's always about what's going on inside because that's where the Lord sits. That's what he's caring about yeah. is what's going on, on the inside. Yeah, I just think that we, we, we do a disservice to these verses a lot. As Brandon had said earlier in the show, you know, parents are always like, you, yeah, it's a commitment with a promise that you're going to live long. In other words, if you don't obey me, I'm going to take you out. You know, the Bill Cosby, like, I brought you in this world. I can take you out of it. <laughs> That's not effective parenting. I probably said that, but it <laughs> doesn't mean that it's right. <laughs> you know, that's. I don't think that's what God's saying. It's like, obey your parents or else they're going to kill you. Even though back in the Old Testament, that kind of was the case. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there was something there. <laughs> something to be said for that. I'm sure the kids didn't disobey their parents as much. You're listening to all right, that was learning to fall. This beautiful republic, and you know, I'm just coming coming to mind something that I've been re- hearing about a lot more recently. Now that I'm kind of trying to figure out how to be a dad and stuff, is um, something that is probably one of the hardest things for parents to do is to show their hum their humanity and their flaws to their kids. You know, within reason, obviously. You don't want to be like, yeah, hey, here's the list of sins that I committed today, and <laughs> you know, but. I think a lot of times we can, um, we fall into that trap and, you know, it's funny. We, (laughs) you would think that we would be talking more about how the kids should obey their parents and stuff. I feel like that's kind of played out, (laughs) but you know, being a father myself, I really, I find this one verse, verse four, it's so huge. Don't provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. What a convicting verse. You know what I mean? And we get this like mentality, don't do as I do, do as I say, you know, and you have, that's why you have so many kids that have no idea how to live their life because their parents are telling them one thing, but they see them doing another thing. And there's something to be said for living transparently, even showing the bad parts of yourself to your kids, um, you know, saying, you know what, daddy didn't, do, that wasn't right for daddy to do that, you know, and, and daddy's working on it. You know what I mean? Like they're if your kids see that in you, I think it's going to be such a greater testimony than them seeing you scream at them and then walk into church and be like, Hey, what's up? 
I'm, I'm the best dad in the world, you know, and my kids need, you know, I wonder if that's, that's one of the reasons why pastors, kids have that stigma, you know, because they, their, their dad is so in the spotlight, so under the microscope that they don't see the real dad. And so, you know, the one that's at home is different than, and, you know, there's a lot of just things that happen like that in, in the household. And I'm so glad that there's this chapter that's laid out because it's such an important thing to, for the, the parents to have a role in their kids' lives beyond just being the authoritarian, I don't think that's not a word, but, you know, the, the disciplinarian and the authority figure. There's more. There's the, the educator, the tutor the, to bring them to Christ. There's that role that we cannot neglect. And that's what this next song is about by Sanctus Real. It's called Lead Me. And then after that, it's another Sanctus Real song, I'll Show You How to Live. And um, Jeff, you were hitting it right on the the head there before that last um, two songs there, just talking about the dads and, you know, kids really learn everything. You know, I was one thing I've been amazed with having my own kids is how much you actually do have to teach them. Like, they don't know how to do things that you think you just normally just learned by just because it was bred in you, you know? <laughs> like, kids will have to learn everything. You know, they have they watch every part of it they have to learn at some point. They don't have to do anything when yeah. they're born. And, um, you know, it's and it's and it's the parents' job, you know, it's our job to, you know, train them, you know, everything. And it, it goes not just how to tie your shoes and ride a bike. It's how to be humble, you know, how to pray, how to seek the Lord, you know, how to read your word, how to make God a priority, you know, how to love each other, how to be, you know, all those things are things that they're watching and they're learning. And, you know, and that verse, verse four, kind of cuts it right to the heart and says it's about training them in the Lord. And, you know, how, how are your kids, how are our kids, how can we display honoring our father and mother, you know, if we don't? Yeah. And how, how how do we display that, that attitude of, Lord, I'm going to honor you if we first don't um, teach our, you know, show our kids how to do that? How are they going to honor us? You know, yeah. and so... I think just from a from a parent perspective for all those parents out there, you know, it starts right with you. <laughs> and um, kids, you're not off the hook either. You're unbelievable. The ultra. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. All right, it's time for our unbelievable segment. We kicked off hour two with Pass the Flame by John Elefante, a great song about having our kids catch that love for Christ that we have and, and demonstrating that to them is what we're talking about tonight. Tonight's unbelievable segment. You know what? We've been kids before. We're now parents. We know what it's like to be on both ends of the, the spectrum. I'm still somebody's kid, actually. Yeah, it's weird to think about because you're like a grown man, but at the same time, you still have to like honor your parent. Even more so now because you don't have any excuse. You don't have that like, I'm going through that rough patch and I'm in high school with peer pressure. You don't have that excuse to like disrespect your parents anymore. But my parents are still lame. Yeah. <laughs> They're totally really lame. Dude, like, dude, mom. It doesn't matter like how old you are. You still always think your parents are kind of lame. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> dude, like, oh, we have like terrible sense of humor. Like, you don't get what it's like to be hip. Like I do. And then I'm like, wait, my kids like, probably think that about When me. I pull out my iPad and I start messing around, they're like, I don't even know what a cell phone is anymore. <laughs> it's like, You're lame, man. You're just so, get with the times. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, I just want to hang out with my wife. It's no big deal. 
I'll be home when I feel like coming home. It's like they get all concerned about what my kids are eating, their fruit snacks or something. Like, <laughs> that's the least of what they're eating. You should be here, you should have been here yesterday. All they had for dinner was Oreo cookies. I know. Isn't it funny? Like, they're like, they're probably thinking in fear, like, I can't believe that this this terror has terrors of his own now. I can't imagine being a grandparent, but like, <laughs> I just, I love talking to kids these days because they, I, I have a hard time believing that I sounded as stupid as they do. <laughs> and I'm sorry, all of our fans that are kids that are listening right now, but your parents know more than you. Believe it or not. It's it's not that it's not that much of a stretch to say that, I don't think. But maybe you're a super <laughs> genius prodigy and you really do know more than your parents, but you should still respect them because that's what God wants you to do. And it's probably true that they are more lame than you are. Yeah. Because you actually care about what's cool in the world. Yeah, but lameness um, is relative, though. It, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my parents are lame to me. Yeah. However, you know, I'm lame to a lot of people who are a lot younger than me. Yeah, I always, when I talk to, like, friends of my parents, and they're like, oh, he's so funny. I'm like, really? That's not possible. <laughs> I think in reality, you get stuck in your college years for the rest of your life. I think you have to, after college, you just stop trying. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get stuck there forever. So whatever's cool in college is what you're going to be signing yourself up for for the rest of your life. Sounds good. There's a hopeful, cheery thought for you. <laughs> Music, truth, real, period. All right, that was Chevette by Audio Adrenaline, a double play. And uh, we got a couple more double plays for you, or one more at least. <laughs> and uh, Whoa, don't get carried away. Sorry, there, I, got, I got excited there. But we got back-to-back double plays, which is a double, double play. And uh, we're talking about, we're in Ephesians chapter 6 tonight. The first ten verses, or first nine verses, I should say, and we're we talked about parents and children and and the roles that they play, and especially children obeying their parents, uh, their parents being set above them as the head, and uh, basically God wants the children to obey their parents because it honors Him, you know, and by honoring your father and mother, He is honored, and that's kind of where we're going tonight with this, and we'll we'll begin to move in now with verse five talking about servants and masters and it, as Brent had said in hour one it comes down to the heart it doesn't matter what our actions are because you could pretend to honor your father and mother you could be like oh yeah my parents are great and in your heart you're like oh my gosh I can't believe this person thinks my parents are cool and I have to agree with them they're so lame you know like God sees that he sees through that it's not like hey mom I found these flowers for you I know you're allergic to them <laughs> you know like he sees our motives so if our motives are not pure then he doesn't get glory and that's what he wants he wants the glory and the honor because he deserves it and it says in verse 5 bond servants be obedient notice the obedience rears its ugly head again (laughs) (laughs) to those who are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling in sincerity of heart as to christ that's the that's where we the rubber meets the road right there because we're doing it as unto Christ. And if we have a problem submitting to that, and I have a huge problem with authority, <laughs> not like I like am like overthrowing things. I'm not like an anarchist or anything, but like, but like I just kind of have like, wait a minute, we're equals. I shouldn't have to like listen to your word above my own. <laughs> but God's working me, with me on that, especially when I have to do the radio show and talk about it. <laughs> Case in point. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but. You know that that is that is the key right there. Insincerity of heart as to Christ, and you know how many things do we do in a day where we're actually doing it as unto the Lord? You know it says that several times throughout the Scripture in different contexts is to do that as unto the Lord. Do that 
as if you were doing it for the Lord. And that kind of puts it all in perspective. If you miss The Altar Life, log on to www.thealtarlife.com and listen to the most recent episodes. All right, that was the second half of a Shane and Shane double play without you. Great song. Man, Shane and Shane just rocks. They are just unbelievable. I think we say that every time we play Shane and Shane. We just I go off on this little side tangent of how great they are. The next are, time we do like a ratio of most played songs, I feel like Shane and Shane in the last, in this Ephesian series especially, has gotten a lot of respect and love. Yeah. Well, props to Shane and Shane. They deserve it. <laughs> um, with fear and trembling and sincerity of heart as unto Christ, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as bondservants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart with with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men you know it, it's kind of makes it a little bit easier I found it in my experience of life I think I do it perfectly all the time or half the time even but the times where I've actually put my boss aside <laughs> and I yeah. said no whether you really care I'm doing this or not I'm going to do the right thing anyway um, are the times where I felt so happy, so a lot more peace about doing my job. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't really, I'm not looking for the props. I'm not looking for the praise. I'm not just looking because I'm not looking for the add a guy because yeah. you know what? When we chase that down, we tend to get disappointed because we serve human bosses <laughs> and yeah. they don't always understand, observe, or take the effort to say add a guy. Yeah. Um, but when we start serving and we start working, you know, as unto the Lord, like the Lord was the one that we were working for, which isn't he the one we are looking working yeah. for as the children of, of him, um, as him being our king and we're his servant. Um, it makes it so much easier to, to serve our bosses um, with sincerity. And um, just to kind of finish up what I was saying in that last segment, you know, I remember having a, a job when I was like my first job when I was in high school and I was working at a grocery store. And um, the boss definitely had favorites. Like, I was not his favorite. <laughs> I was like, I was the grunt. I was the runt. Basically, I got all the crap jobs. Yeah. And, um, you know, they would all be in the back room playing basketball, and I'd have to go out and do stuff and like, <laughs> this cheesy work. And uh, it used to really bother me because I really wanted to be, and I think it's just natural for us to want to be the favorite. You know, you want to be the one that the boss is like, oh, you're the best. Um but, you know, it really kind of taught me. I kind of, the Lord showed me these verses. I back when I was in high school. It's like, you know, who are you working for? Are you working for him? That loser? <laughs> I don't have any grudges today, honest. Um, or are you working for me? Because if you're working for me, then do what you're doing with joy because you're serving me, you know, and I'm, pl- I'm proud of what you're doing. And, um, man, it completely changed my perspective where I, I wasn't going to work miserable anymore because I didn't really care. And then it was just an added bonus when they said good job, right? Yeah. Because... <laughs> It's like, oh, you didn't have to do that, literally, because it doesn't matter whether you think I'm doing good or not. You know, it's about what the Lord thinks. And um, I don't know. I just kind of, just a personal story of just how I think God's shown me that through my years. And of course, it's challenged that because it keeps getting harder and harder and harder. But my flesh keeps wanting, you know, at times wants to hear the, hey, good job. But, you know, I think the Lord really is honored with those who serve when we serve each other with a heart that, is, is most concerned about, and that's where integrity comes in, most concerned about what God thinks about us and not just what men think. Yeah, I mean, this is a, a recurring thing in in Jesus. Uh, you know, he brings this up a lot. You know, And I'm just thinking about Matthew 6 where he says, um, you know, well, 
Don't be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. That's why they're doing it. You know, they want that attention. They want their props. And that's that's the only reward they get. But he says, but you, when you pray, he's speaking about in prayer here, go into your room and when you have shut the door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. God sees the secret things in the hearts of men. He knows the thoughts and intents of the heart. And, uh, you know, I love it. It says like, Jesus didn't commit himself to men because he knew what was in man. It says in John, it's just like, God knows. So why do we think we can fool him with a big show? You know, <laughs> it's something to think about. You're listening to the Alpha Life with Brent and Jeff. All right. That was not a slave by JR. And we are in Ephesians chapter six, talking about slaves and masters. And, you know, the way that we apply it to our lives, you know, we say employee, employer. It wasn't like that back then. I mean, it was a lot different to be a slave and, um, what's interesting now is that Paul's talking to these people, and these are Christians that have slaves or bond servants, as they're called in, in the scripture. And these people were now fellowshipping together. You know what I mean? They were part of the body of Christ. So, how can you have a, a master or a slave, and then you walk into church together, and you're on equal ground? You know, and he's 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 talking, and he's and he's warning because this is, this could be a detrimental to the church if if we did not handle these roles properly. And thankfully, you know, this type of you know slavery is, has been abolished, and, and a lot of it had to do with Christians who interpreted Scripture and were like, you know, this isn't the way people are having slaves. It's not right. It's not biblical. You know, it's a difference between hiring somebody and somebody's working off a debt for you, but then when you're like forced labor and all that stuff, this is not right. And it's, it's great because he says in verse 8, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. You know, it's not different for the guy who's rich and has the employees. He's supposed to honor as unto the Lord, just the same. And it says that in verse 9, and you masters, do the same things to them, giving up threatening. You know, don't be like cracking the whip like, uh, if you want to keep your job, then you'll do this for me. Even though you're already busting your butt and working 80 hours a week, you need to work 90. You know, like that type of mentality where you're just like driving like a slave trade. You know, if you're an employer, it's something to think about. It's not just like, yeah, you have to do what your boss says because he's your boss. You know, and you see that with husbands and wives. We already talked about it. There's a mutual role and a, and a mutual submission. It was interesting when you talk about it. People are like, oh, the wife has to submit. It actually says submitting to one another. If you look at it, you know, people don't want to talk about that part. You know, tonight's just been a good night refreshing our memory on um, honoring our father and mother and just how to how to exist with other people you know like there's lots of different relationships we have and you know we work for people some people you know might work for us um you know we have we have parents some of us have children um and ultimately i think what god is honored by is the heart that wants to submit and bow the knee to each other you know and i think when we read through this i think the key here that we want to kind of pull out and remind ourselves of is you know, the Lord would have us be serving each other as unto Him. You know, and I don't know, I'm very guilty of on a daily basis just wanting to check the box in my relationship, right? Make sure that I'm cool <laughs> so I can go off and do my own thing. Yeah. And um, I think God's challenging us to take a step back and to look and say, are you doing? The, are you serving each other because of me? Like, are you serving as like you were serving me? Because if you do that, you, you know, it's a completely different 
mindset. It's a completely different heart set um, to know if you were serving the Lord. I mean, if the Lord was sitting right here and he was your boss, you know, how would you go to work tomorrow? You know, would you be on time? Yeah. Would you steal pens from the filing cabinet? <laughs> like, it, it checks your integrity, doesn't it? And uh, I think it's the same way if Jesus was your dad. <laughs> yeah. How would, would you obey him? You know, would you be uh, sneaking out at night? You know, what 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 would change about your life? And um, you know, I think that's just a challenge for us tonight as we've gone through this. Yeah, when you the next time your parents tell you to do something you think is whack, <laughs> you should remember that God has put them in place over you, and by honoring them and obeying them, God is pleased and He's glorified in you honoring his structure that he created the parent the child the relationship and when you go to work next time your boss is, you know or your employee you know if you just as Brent had said you know if you if we think of it as what we're doing to honor the lord then he's pleased and it all always comes down to his glory and that's why it says doing the will of god from the heart with goodwill service as to the lord not to men knowing Whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord. Isn't that great? Like, it's like, don't worry about what you receive for your good works here, because God's going to give you the reward, just like Jesus said. So until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ. Live for Christ.